stuff. I've got cheese on my feet, on my feet, on my feet. I've got them pizza feet, a pizza feet. Welcome to episode number 261 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. This is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, it's Go Banana Go. And that song you just heard is called Pizza Feet. And you can hear the whole thing at the very end of this episode. Hope you're ready to have some fun, get a little silly, get a little goofy, learn all about Go Banana Go. Before we get to Go Banana Go, of course, all the past episodes are available at www.goodstuffpod.com or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. They're all there, and they are all for free. With no further ado, here is Jim and Brian from Go Banana Go. Pizza feet. Pizza feet. Good stuff. It's a great pleasure to welcome my new buddies from Go Banana Go, Jim and Brian, to the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. How are you guys doing today? Hey, Mike. Nice to meet you. We're doing great. Awesome. Yeah, great to be here. Awesome. Thrilled to have you here. We have a lot to talk about. Um, so I, it, because this is not a visual pro- podcast, you know, there's no video happening here. We're all audio all the time. Um, could you guys just introduce yourselves and so we could do a little vocal distinguishing operation here? Absolutely. Uh, I am Jim uh, Roach, and this is the sound of my voice. <laughs> Download it. And, yep. And I'm Brian Weck, and this is me. And this is me. <laughs> awesome. So, so I, I really love uh, your approach to, to the music that you made. We should say the, uh, the, the, the record is called Haya, and you guys call yourselves Go Banana Go, but you haven't always been Go Banana Go, right? Like, you weren't born as a duo called Go Banana Go. So so I think it's it's really uh, fascinating to hear how you guys who I mean, maybe we should even say like where we are right now. Like I'm in Houston, Texas, where the good stuff headquarters is. But are, are you guys in the same place right now or where are you? Oh, uh, uh, we I, are... I'm in. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Jim. Oh, no, I was just going to say we are both in L.A. I know the area a little bit. I spent some time in L.A. Um, oh, nice. So, okay, so, so I mean, I guess the, the best way to do it is kind of go one by one. Just give us a little bit of the backstory. And Brian, would you mind uh, kicking this piece off? Yeah, sure. So uh, Jim and I have been working together for, it's like it's getting on almost four years now uh, yeah. because I'm part of a couple of comedy bands uh, uh, called NSP and Starbomb. And Jim's been working, but like through friend of a friend kind of thing. We met Jim uh, as, as a potential producer for a while uh, with NSP. It was just me and my partner, Dan. And we were doing everything, just self-produced and not really feeling like we were the best selves that we could be, you know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we loved the music we were writing, but we just didn't have that extra, you know, zing that a really talented producer can bring to it. And so we met Jim and it was like this immediate chemistry. We all started working together and Jim, it, we all write the songs together and Jim produces them. And it's just been this really fun, like really exciting new, uh, not even new anymore, but but thing that that's that's added so much to our music. And uh, about a year ago, uh, Jim and I were we were in the studio working on some project, 
And we were just talking about how, you know, we've been making up these song these songs at home for our kids. I have a five year old daughter and Jim, you wanna say your kids' ages and, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I have a, a five year old named Beckett and I have a daughter who's eight named Kennedy. Okay, we're right yeah. in there. We're all in this uh, together, guys. I have a, <laughs> I have a, a six-year-old daughter, an eight-year-old daughter, and a ten-year-old son. So I, I am with you. Oh, nice. Oh, you're busy. Well, I just realized. Actually, I should have said I have a six-year-old daughter. If she hears me calling her a five-year-old, she'll be very upset. Oh, she boy. just turned six uh, <laughs> a week ago. Okay. So yeah, you know how that is. I do. Like, between uh, this is between us. It's between us. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we we're just talking about these these songs that we've been kind of like casually we just make it up on the spot for our kids, and then we looked at each other and we we're like, "Oh my god, we should like totally do uh, a kids project together." And so we each, you know, we started writing music and getting in the studio together, and that's how the album was was born. Awesome. So, so Jim. You you're yeah. a, you're a producer, right? So tell, I am for those yes. people, and I think this is like one of those interesting kind of teachable moments. We hear that word thrown thrown around a lot, but what does that act, you know in the terms of you know say you were working with Brian's band, what does it mean to be a producer? That is a very good question, and um, I don't get asked that a lot. You know, it really <laughs> varies depending on the person, but. Um, the kind of the job of the producer normally is to kind of take someone's band and in this case, NSP or Starbomb or, you know, whoever. And, uh, you're kind of the, you're kind of the project leader. And a lot of times with me, I'm very, very hands-on cause I'm, you know, I've played a lot of instruments for a long time. And so I tend to be very, very hands-on with, I'm also a songwriter, uh, by trade. And so I am really involved in helping out with the songs, but a producer's job is to kind of take the vision of what the band wants to do and um, bring it to life. And I have a studio in Burbank. And so, for example, we come in, we listen to the songs and it's my job to be like, well, this hook is good. I think it could be better. Um, this verse is great. Maybe you try this. This musically could be cool. Here's some ideas. And then basically pull out the best that I can get from the performances of these guys and try to make the songs sound, you know, the best they can, or sometimes make them sound a little bad because that might be the right sound. But one thing I always tell people is being a producer, <laughs> yeah, being a producer is like 90% psychologist and therapist and about 10% knowing music because your whole job is to know when to get out of the way or step in and talk someone off a ledge. Thankfully with Brian and Dan, it's like 90% music, almost no therapist because they're very well adjusted adults <laughs> and they're easy and they're fun. Uh -huh. But man, there's some projects where, you know, your job is to navigate, know how to read a room, uh, try to talk people off ledges, get people out of their own heads. You know, mm -hmm. it's a, uh, it's a tricky, it can be a tricky thing, but you know, you're, you're kind of, you wear a lot of hats when you do this job. Um, and it depends on how you approach it. But for right. me, I'm very, very, I'm a big song guy. So a lot of producers can't write a song. They can't play an instrument, which is great. Some of the best can't do any of that. But for me, it's, I love getting inside of a song and seeing what makes it tick and making sure that we're crafting it in the right way. And then, you know, I'm a musician forever. And so, you know, I like to, to dig into those arrangements and, and make sure everything's clicking on a very like microscopic level. Right. So like so. sidebar to that, I'm, I'm guessing you've listened to the, um, the broken record podcast, Rick Rubens. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So like, it's so interesting to think about, cause I would say, I don't know like what type, you know, what his musical ability is, but the way that 
he talks to artists, I think is really interesting. And it really resonates a lot with yeah. what you were saying that like in order to, to bring out the best in people, right. And to bring the songs to a new level, you really, it, it's way more of a, um, I guess like a social emotional intelligence than people would necessarily think. Yes. hundred huh. percent accurate. Um, I've done things, you know, maybe that I'm not proud of to get someone in the right mindset. Um, just before the whole COVID thing happened, for example, I have an artist that I work with uh, who will remain nameless, but I delivered him some appropriately bad news uh, when I could have waited, but I wanted to give him bad news so that he would sing a song about um, being, it was a song called Not Okay. And um, it's a great song and it's an intense song. And and he got in the worst headspace ever, but he sang that song like you could never sing it if you came in in a normal mood. So. Little things like that, sometimes, you know, you can get people in certain zones, you know, by by playing with them and, and ne hopefully never in a in a bad way. But there's, there's certain things you can do to get people out of their heads and things. But, yeah, you're right. It's it's it helps to be very aware of how people operate and um, and how to kind of navigate that. Otherwise, things can go very south very quickly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so but it's so interesting, right? Because on the one hand, you're doing that kind of like, I mean, I have this like vision of like, uh, uh, Elliot Smith, right? Rest in peace for who who's like the, the deepest, like, and like to get him in. I think that he did a lot of that, like mood creating on his own, but to, to, to guide someone to that in order to get the experience, I think is really, uh, that's powerful. That's really powerful. Now, let me sort of try to connect the dots here a little bit. So then Brian, yeah. <laughs> right? You're coming in with with a comedy band. And so like I guess like for 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 ignorance's sake, right? Like I I know and and love two comedy bands, I would say, right? Like Tenacious D being one, although don't tell them if you know mm -hmm. them or if you do know them, tell them I'd love to talk to them. But if you, <laughs> if you, you know, that that's like a comedy band and then Flight of the Concords is another comedy band. So tell me yeah. a little bit about what life is like as a comedy musician. Yeah. So for, I like, those are two amazing bands and uh, they were actually both, big, big inspirations for us when we started our band 11 years ago now. I mean, that was like probably close to the heyday of right. both of those acts. And, you know, uh, they were just, and Lonely Island too was a big one for us also. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Um, but so, yeah, like the, I'd say the, the, the big thing for us is, you know, there, there's an element of joke writing to it, but we wanted to, I think like, Tenacious D in Flight of the Concords, and I would say all the best comedy musicians, I mean, Weird Al being, you know, the pinnacle here. Mm -hmm. uh, we wanted to put the music first, really, and start from a foundation of solid, good songwriting, uh, and then add the jokes on top of that. You know, in the, uh, the stand-up world, which I've never personally really been a part of, but uh, know a, a bit about, there's sort of this uh, cliche of uh, stand-up comics hate anyone that brings a guitar on stage because they're like, all right, the audience is going to love this guy and he doesn't even need to work. You know, like the moment you add music to comedy, the music doesn't even need to be very good and you've automatically got the audiences. You're, they're kind of on your side already in a way they wouldn't be huh. if you were just standing up there telling jokes. That's interesting. So we wanted to approach it from a, a music first. Let's make the music great. 
uh, standpoint and then add solid joke writing uh, and stuff on top of that. The other thing that we really wanted to do from the start, which is it's sort of like Tenacious D to an extent, but I'd say uh, we go a little further in this direction than they do, is make it character-based. So in my band, I'm a ninja, and my partner is, you know, is the front man, and he sings, I'm totally silent. But a lot of the songs take place from the character's point of view. So they're not just like funny songs about, you know, whatever, observational comedy stuff. It's like character-driven comedy. And that's something we really wanted to, to, to try to, to do well, because it's, we didn't see many other people doing it uh, at the time. So, so, and then that leads us, I think, to, um, to go banana go, which is, you know, one thing that I really liked about what I've read and what I've listened to is that you all are in full on 100% go for it mode, right? Like, (laughs) you know, and and I think that that's like super refreshing, you know, especially it must've been for, for you all to sort of go at this project and be like, look, there's no, well, I mean, I guess better for you all to explain it, but like, how is this project? Yes, it's written for kids and families, but from like a, uh, I guess a production standpoint or like just a attitude standpoint or, or like a vibe standpoint, like this has got to feel so totally and completely different. So like, give us a little bit of your, your theory for lack of a better word or like the philosophy behind the band. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, Brian and I said from the very beginning, there's a very thin line from jumping from comedic music to children's music in an obvious way. And um, what we just wanted to do was make it, we kind of realized after the album was done, we're like, we're kind of like a kid's comedy band because we wanted it to be like, I come from an inspiration of, um, I love Ween and I love like Tim and Eric and I love Brian and I share kind of an off kilter comedic, like we just love that kind of stuff. And so we were like, let's bring that element into what we do which we kind of already have been doing with, with NSP and stuff, just kind of bizarre humor and then make it just for kids. So it's like, let's just put the training wheels on it and try to confuse people in the best way (laughs) and make people just go like, what is going on? And then we wanted to use, you know, all the tools at our fingertips, which is like a ton of experience. We had got a recording studio and, and we're like, let's make it the the best sounding thing that we can try get in terms of you know there's a lot of great kids music out there but let's try to like create something that just is like a big bomb drop you know where we're not trying to teach the kids anything at all we're just wanting this escapism in a very surreal kind of setting uh and and brian and i kind of immediately said like when we started writing like just no rules like rules are out the the window like let's just let's write a song and if it goes in a weird direction Let's go there and we'll know if it's not good. We've done this long enough. But there were times where it went places like we have a song called um, Dinosaur Chicken Nugget uh-huh. that is just like stream of consciousness, Brian and I sitting in here laughing like and it just goes in these weird ways. And so we kind of just it felt great because we were able to draw on all the experience. But it's this new medium that really we had been working in in our own households with our kids and trying to make our wives laugh and stuff. But, you know, and my wife said for years, like, you're nuts if you don't make a kid's album. Like, 
this will kill if you do it. I'm like, well, nah, you know, just too busy. And, and then when Brian and I kind of decided it was like, yeah, this is definitely the right guy to do it with. We see things the same. And um, so, yeah, it was just, it ended up being a very, you know, we always say smart, but not educational. That's kind of our, our thing. And we had yeah. an absolute blast doing it. Yeah. I, I love, I like that smart, but not educational, but at the same time, like <laughs> I'm looking at, I listen, for example, I listen to German lessons, right? Yeah, you, you, we learned some German in there. So tell me a little. That is like the the. I was not expecting it. Right, it is exactly how you described like the the philosophy uh, of the band. That is exactly the experience that I had with um, German lessons. So tell us a little bit about that song. Well, that one was we. Uh, so Jim had been working on stuff with this guy, Flo LeBorg, who's a German comedian, very uh, funny, inventive guy. And once we were starting in on the kids record, uh, and I'd met Flula through Jim, uh, we were like, let's bring Flula in and just kind of just see what happens. Because anytime that guy is, Jim, what was his quote? He has the... He has uh, the... Uh, oh man, he had a great quote on an interview we did, but um... it was like the focus of a reindeer and the intention sp intention span of a frog, something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you just bring him in the studio, and there's this amazing, fun chaos energy that ensues. And so we just like started writing, and obviously, you know, we wanted to incorporate his Teutonic nature into the whole thing. And you know, eventually he, we just said, like, let's say some ridiculous German phrases and then make up stuff that it sounds equally funny, but has no relation to what you just said. And we just started generating German words and, uh, you know, English phrases. And it just became became the song. Yeah. And, there's, and there's a point in that song where, you know, he says, and let's just say some fun things now. And just we abandon the whole German side of it for a second just so he can, you know, go off in front of a mic for a little bit. It's great. It's really, it's really fun. Um, and uh, I love that. He j it just sounds like a blast to be in the studio together and just have the ability to, 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 for lack of better words, because I, I don't really have better words, but like just throw it on the wall and just see like what sticks in a really, really fun way. So, so the the other one that I wanted to hear about because it is based in historical fact and we should never take historical fact for granted because if we do that then history is doomed to repeat itself. So tell me a little bit about the history behind Pizza Feet. <laughs> uh well that so that started out as something where I I just had this random idea. I was like, let me do some like kind of lo-fi hip hop thing. And I went out and I bought a little, little Korg vocoder because I like the bass sounds on it more than anything else. And I just wrote this, you know, this kind of silly song about putting stuff on your feet and having pizza feet. And it just kind of sat there and I didn't really know what to do with it. And when we, Jim and I started the diving into the kids record, uh, we, I was like, actually, you know what? I have this song, and I didn't think of it as a kid's song, but I think there's something there that might be a kid's song. And so I brought it to him, and he was like, yeah, let's like take it apart and see what we can do with it. And so we kind of reinvented, we totally reinvented the music, made it from something really grimy and lo-fi into something upbeat and you know, much cleaner sounding. 
and kept the basic idea of putting top it, you know, pizza stuff on your feet and having pizza feet. But uh, I should say also the the whole genesis of the song was when my then I think four year old daughter was walking around with a pizza box on her feet, saying, "I've got pizza feet, I've got pizza feet." And I was like, "Well, okay, there's a song." Oh, there it is. So, yeah. <laughs> And that is how the songs hit you in this universe. It's never a sit down and think about it. It's like we, you know, we were in an interview and the lady was like, hold on, I'm giving my, my daughter's giving her cat a bath. And we were like, oh, that's a great song, cat bath. (laughs) And it'll be how giving a cat a bath is a nightmare every time. And that's a great song. And so that's one on our list that we've already started. So that's how they kind of hit like Pizza Feet did Brian. It's like, well, that's a great idea. And like my... I was tickling my son Beckett with T-Rex arms and he's like, dinosaur tickles. And I was like, oh, there's a song. Yeah, and so, yeah. you yeah. know, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you really take it seriously and you sit down and you try to think of something, at least for us, it's probably not going to work. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of got to have a, a, uh, a kind of spontaneous start, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. so, so the, the other one that I want to hear a little bit about is, um, is I love cookies. Yeah, that was, um, I don't remember how we did that one. I just remember saying it would be funny to just talk about cookies in a way that's really obvious, if I remember correctly, Brian. Um, yeah. And then, and then we wrote the hook, and I was singing the hook in my super awfully nasal voice that would only work for kids' music. <laughs> um, and... And then we got done and I was like, well, I, I certainly shouldn't be singing this because this is like a singer hook. I was like, let's write a pop hook for this. Let's make it like a like a, you know, like a like a chain smokers type song. Right. You know, like but with tongue in cheek, obviously. And so I sang this hook, which clearly should have been for um, a female voice. And then um, and then I was just thinking, who could we get? We were trying to bring friends in. And I there's this girl, Hoku, who used to be a big pop star she was actually my first job in the music industry in 2000 i was her music director and touring drummer um for years and still a very close friend of mine and i was like she nailed this and so she had a big single called perfect day that people are still you know on people's playlists and stuff and so i called her and i was like hey i've got this uh kids project and she's got three kids and totally gets it and and i was like why don't you come up and let's i'll just have you sing this thing and she's like okay and then she got in and we just laughed because she was just like looking at the lyric sheet like what (laughs) is this like she was just like this is insane and i'm like well yeah it's totally insane and you should know that by now that that's probably what we're gonna do so yeah she was kind enough to come up and sing on it for us and nailed it per usual and um, we had a freaking blast but um as far as anything else behind that one like I just remember that's a. I'm pretty sure that's close to a one taker, right? Oh, wow. Of the voice of my parts, Brian, or or very close to. Close to it, yeah. I, I remember the the beginning of that too. Is you working on EDM stuff, and I just kind of learned these new production tricks. Yeah. And you were like, "Look how easy this stuff is to write. Like I can literally <laughs> just do this, and then the <laughs> EDM song." And then we were like, well, "Okay, let's do an EDM song about cookies." That's like, right. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, so much of, I, I find a, so much of songwriting and music is like, hey, check out this new trick I learned. Yeah. And then you turn it into a thing where you can, you know, use it for, for something cool and then yeah. remember it later when you want to bust it out again. Yeah, I think right. it, it's interesting, right? Like we, we, we take this stuff in 
and then sort of synthesize it internally and then put it back out into the world with our take on it. Right. Like I think it's a similarity between music and comedy. Oh, yeah. So I think that's yep. a really, uh, really a, a cool bridge between the, um, the two things. So, so we should say pizza I mean, feet has a, uh, has a mega video, um, that, that is out, which is pretty hilarious too. Um, so I, I don't want to give too much of this away because there's more great stuff on this record and I want people to, to check it out. But I also want to, um, just want to like put it out there that like, this is a really, really, really uncertain time for all of us. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we are all sort of inside, and uh, just, and, and I think that music has more power than ever in that way, right? Because when we when we don't know that we need something musically, and then we find that thing, it is really uh, a powerful thing. And that's not yeah. to like to heap like a uh, you know the the your your music did that in a way that I needed today. Like I needed to laugh. And then the, the, the German song came on and I was like, God, I really needed that. So I want to thank you all for, <laughs> for bringing a little levity into a kind of a really whack time. If I may use like such a, such a weird word, but um, it's just what yeah, I that, Thank you, man. Yeah. That's great to hear. And you know, we actually yeah. considered not even putting it out because we, yeah. we had it done um, and we started working with our PR company and we just said is this and it was just all starting to happen and we're like this seems like a terrible time to try to go to market with this and then we just kind of i don't know it was kind of, it felt like for both of us and for stephanie who handled our pr it was a very intuitive decision like mm -hmm. well it's done people are going to be home let's just put it out like you know whatever we'll just do it let's see what happens what's the worst that could happen nobody listens to it and then we'll remarket it later or something yeah and, and also just like having you know our own kids at home where the moment some new thing they can do comes out you're like oh my god let's okay yeah let's, let's try that let's do it 50 uh, times please yeah. immediately yeah yeah right so we also were kind of thinking okay maybe this will be like i mean kind of like happened to you is like okay this is a new thing that might people might enjoy and this is like a time when people could could use some fun new stuff yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, my friends in Go Banana Go, how can we find you, keep up with you, follow you, see the videos, etc., be on the social media website, all those things? Oh, man, so many ways. Brian, fill them in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, the album is on all the streaming platforms. Just search for Go Banana Go. Hi, Yak is, uh, is the title, but Go Banana Go will get you there. If you go to our YouTube channel, you can see we have uh, two animated videos and a live action one that may even be out uh, by the time this airs. So that's youtube.com slash go banana go. And on all social media, social media, we're at go banana go band. So just find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you for uh, brightening my day a little bit. It was a pleasure to be <laughs> in your world for a while and to think about comedy and to think about music. And I want to thank you for your time. Mike, thanks so much, man. It was a real pleasure talking with you. And there they are. Go Banana Go. Make sure you check them out. Check out their YouTube. Check out their videos. They're really fun. Really, really funny. I'm glad we had that time together. Thank you so much to my buddies in Go Banana Go. Here is Pizza Feet from their record, Hiya.
on my feet. I've got cheese on my feet. On my feet, on my feet, I've got them pizza feet. A pizza feet. Composer Mozart also liked to put pizza on his feet. What? Check it out. My name is Mozart and I love to eat. But when it comes to pizza, I put it on my feet. Every time. Everybody got pizza feet. So shake them pizza feet. Everybody got pizza feet. So shake them pizza feet.